All right, everybody, listen up. If you're not 18 or over, this podcast is not for you. So just turn around and walk away. You got that? Good. Thank you for downloading another episode. So uh, a brief announcement before uh, we get to this episode, which is with a uh, friend of the show, friend friend of the world, really, uh, Mistress Winner. Uh, so this will be the last episode of the Massacast until late fall. Let me rephrase that. It's actually the last new episode of the Massacast until late fall, early winter. And I'll tell you why. There's actually several reasons why. Uh, the first is that uh, I've been bogged down by work. So much so that I've been getting you know, like three and a half to five hours of sleep every night, normally on the closer to three and a half side. And so something's got to give and, you know, got to pay the bills. So I'm going to go with the work, but I will be recording episodes between now and then so that uh, after the work lightens up, uh, I'll be able to hit the ground running with some new episodes. Meanwhile, uh, I'll be putting out uh, older episodes, episodes you may have missed if you're, you know, fairly new to the show. If you, have, if you only started listening in the last two years, for example. Uh, so they'll be like best ofs. I don't know, best of, they're all best ofs. Uh, I'll be putting out some uh, older episodes. Sort of reruns. They're reruns. They're new to you. Uh, the other reason uh, besides work is that uh, I'm actually going to be getting surgery uh, soon on my back. Uh, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before about uh, getting surgery on my back. And it turns out the surgery I wanted, which has like a recovery time of a week, uh, is not available to me. I have to get what's called a disc fusion. And the recovery time is months and months for that type of thing. And it's just a huge pain in the ass. And so I've got to get as much work front loaded before I do the surgery, because I don't know how much work I'm going to do. It's all a bunch of... No, I'm not going to bore you with it. Long story short, it's not going away. There will be new episodes down the, down the road. Could die on the table, though. I could. Let's be honest. I could die on the table. Uh, so, yeah. So, I'm going to do as much work before the surgery as I can so that I have uh, time to recuperate afterwards. And then uh, part of that recuperation will be just sitting with a microphone, I guess, and recording uh, some episodes for the late fall, early winter when things pick up again. So... Uh, so there you have it. So this will be the last new episode for a couple months. Uh, so we will talk to you later. Here's Winter. Welcome back. Thank you. Um, like our paths cross now and again because we have a lot of mutual friends. Yeah, they do. And and I consider you a friend. I do too. But it's like we don't. I don't go to. We don't go to events like we used to go to or anything like that. So. No. It's like uh, we'll be at a bar or something like that. And like, oh, look, there's a winner. And then we'll catch up. It seems like every six months we'll play catch up or yeah, something. Yeah, or someone's party or something like that. Right. And it's just sort of, yeah, I know. I was going through uh, a list of people who I hadn't talked to in a while. Because I use this as an excuse to catch up as well with people. Right. right? So right. even at, like, it's almost like the interview is secondary as long as I get to catch up, right? Um, <laughs> Uh, and you've been incredibly busy. Last time I talked to you, I know you've been. Do you, do you mind if we talk about you no, being a student? No, of course not. So, what are you? What are you studying? Okay, I'm studying forensic psychology. And that's like <laughs> crime? that is it, well, it's it's sort of crime. Um, I'm, 
it's 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 not complicated but what's complicated about it is that people think that they know what forensic psychology is so what they were so I always get ooh CSI which is not what I do <laughs> right. right this is not what I'm studying for right. so what I am studying to do is um, sort of work with people who for some reason have found themselves in the system Right. Right. So either, you know, maybe people who were trying to do reentry work, you know what I mean? Trying to get back into society. So people who have been like in, in prison. In prison, right. um, either out now, but still people who are sort of circling the system. Right. Um, so the forensic part actually means law. Um, so when you say, you know, that's what the word forensic means is law. So I'm working within the legal system. Um, my particular area of interest is trauma um, and personality disorders. And yeah, but sort of looking within, you know, for organizations within the system or who work around it. Was there any connection? Is this something you've always been interested in? Or is it something that, that maybe you've evolved into? No, um, I, I've always been interested in it. But I realized probably over the last couple of years that I was not just interested in it. That I was spending a huge amount of time on my own learning about it, mm -hmm. right? And because my area of interest is personality disorders, um, and I am very interested in the super sort of like macabre crimes, um, so I do, yes, I think that serial killers are very interesting. Um, and the sort of mentality behind it. So it's not what they do, it's why they do it mm -hmm. that I'm very interested in. Um, and I realized that I was spending this sort of inordinate amount of time, right? Reading books and watching documentaries and doing all these things. And it occurred to me that I should probably do something with that interest yeah. because it wasn't waning. It was just increasing. So that is why I decided to do this. And it's great. There is a, and I, this might be a case where I'm totally full of shit. <laughs> I'll let you know. As of many other... <laughs> There'll be many of those cases over the course of this interview. As you know, you've been, you've been behind the microphone before. But you are, are also very interested in, like, the why for kinks as well. Yes. And stuff. I remember last time we talked, in yes. fact, even there been times we've talked about this when the microphone wasn't present. Exactly. Uh, is there, is there like a connection there where, like, you kind of, you worked that muscle of finding the, the genesis. It, right? And then you're like, oh, you're also interested in this other aspect of why people do things. I think, I think it's probably all based in the same area. And I think that, you know, especially because, you know, I said I was interested in trauma and trauma, not necessarily, you know, I mean, trauma comes in many sort of forms, mm -hmm. but I think that that sort of childhood experience that a lot of people have can, can sort of form you in different ways. Right. You know, so we had talked the last time that we spoke about fetish and the origin of fetish. And I think that that's not necessarily trauma based, but it certainly comes from formative experience. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people who are um, disordered and, you know, sort of mentally disordered have backgrounds in which um, things have happened to them they haven't been able to put into place. Right. Um, and that's, so I think that there is sort of a correlation between the two, although I hadn't really thought of it, but I am very interested in the why of why people do things. Yeah. I, I want to say that I can tell right now, this is going to be a conversation where if you're listening to this and you haven't heard the first interview we did, 
You should go back and listen to that one. You and should. then listen to this is like winter one oh two. Go back to winter one oh one. Because this, this is like it's gonna be an on, on ramp, right? It's almost gonna be like a Well, this really break. is a big part of me, right? Yeah. I mean and, and not until you said that did I realize that yeah, that's a real that's a very huge interest of mine. But you should listen to that one anyway. Because <laughs> yeah. it was really good and yeah. it was really fun. Well also uh I, one, someone will be able to tell, even though we might, we're not specifically drawing connections in between this conversation and that one. And that was years ago. There's going to be, right. there are going to be things where you're probably going to be able to hear and like, oh, wow. Yeah. And look what happened. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. Cause yeah, that was a, that was a big part of our conversation. Apparently a bigger part of me than I realized it was. So have you found instances where your experiences as a pro dom have, have, Given you an advantage mm. in, the, in learning this, or is there, or or do you kind of go in? You you you, have to, you don't have to start with a clean slate and forget everything I learned there because no. I don't want to. No, you can't forget what you know. <laughs> yeah. You can't. No, that's true. Yeah. And I think that there are certainly not all of the people that I've worked with over the last years. Two, two. Uh, two years. Yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> Um, but I, you know, I think, I think that you do learn, you know, and I'm sure that the experiences I've had have really made me, um, move in this direction as well, because there is, you know, there are questions that I, that I want to answer. Um, but I forgot now, I forgot what the question was. Just about about a clean slate, right? It's like, oh, can I start with it? I mean, is that. In some things, yes, because there are things that I don't, and this is hard for me to admit, but there are things that I actually don't know everything about. Sure, come say. But I'm saying, I'm saying I'll give you, uh, I'll give you an example. Like there are there are programming languages where it's actually better off if you don't know other programming languages. Right. If you're going to learn this X language, right. you're better off not. Which one? You're, you're better off actually not learning a, a language before that, right? Because it'll be kind of it'll like corrupt your idea. Because, mm-hmm. um, and I'm sure that there are, but there are many aspects of your career right. that are very helpful in, in this, but I'm wondering if there are also any aspects to your career that like, maybe you make some assumptions about people. Yes. And I think that the assumptions that I make, um, are more positive, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Than, than the, um, than the field wants to go. Really? So one of the things, like I took a, a, a psychopathology course, um, over the last semester. Sure. So, so I wrote a paper that was around, um, sadism for mm-hmm. one of my classes. And unsurprisingly to us, I came out pro sadism, mm-hmm. right? Which, right. <laughs> but very surprising to the professor yeah. that I took this thing that is always looked at as being very negative, right. right? So it's always correlated with evil and abuse and, um, serial killers and rape and yeah. blood and all of these, you know, and this is how people look at it. Yeah. So I sort of started there. And then wound the paper around until I was like, and in the end, we should take sadism out of the DSM. Right. Right. <laughs> Which is not at all where the paper started. Yeah. It is where it ended. And my professor sort of like high fived me on the paper oh, and was great. like, there were nothing but good arguments there. So, so on yeah. this, on the same <laughs> subject, so, so the DSM does have sadism in it, right? Right. What do you call unhealthy? Sadism, then. I mean, well, in, in, if you're going to have someone who's clearly 
an unhealthy sadist. Right. What what do you categorize that? Well, that's actually sexually that, that's actually the sadistic disorder. Mm-hmm. Um and it falls under the paraphilias. Um but so do fetishes and the the difference is that the the DSM now says that if you are only engaging in things that are consensual and if you are not hurting people who are not engaged in it with you, mm-hmm. then it's not considered to be a disorder. Okay. It's only a disorder if it's non-consensual or if it causes a massive amount of distress. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what's new about it. Right. You know, because now it's like, okay, you know what? You're right. You can do this voluntarily. People do do this. Yeah. It's not necessarily unhealthy. When it becomes unhealthy is when you are um, sort of, I think, unable to understand the boundaries. So is it a baby them. step in the right direction or is it a it big is. leap in the right direction? For the DSM. <sighs> That's a really good question. So, I think. Go ahead, sorry. Um, I I don't I don't actually know if there is a real answer for that because the DSM five is so new that we haven't really seen how it's going to play out. So, can you explain for people who don't know what the DSM is? Uh, sure, it's the diagnostics. To, um, it's it's it, it doesn't really matter what it's called. What it is is the handbook of mental health, mm-hmm. and it is put out about I would say every. I think the last one was eight years ago. Um, and it's the book to which all insurance companies turn in order to decide whether or not they will be paying for your mental health. And it is the book, um, by which students and, um, psychiatrists and therapists and counselors and everyone, this is the book that you go to, to diagnose sort of. So it's really an important book. It's not internationally, but this is what we use and it's really important. So having, having the paraphilias acknowledged as not necessarily being harmful Mm -hmm. is definitely a step. Getting people who are current practitioners to understand or to change their mindset is an entirely different thing. Is, uh, is, has there been any talk of making it more frequent than eight years? A lot can happen in eight years. Well, here's the thing. It takes a really long time to write them. Yeah. The book is uh, like thousand something pages. Yeah. It's huge. It's huge. And it covers every single thing. Yeah. So the paraphilias are maybe 40 pages out of a thousand. Yeah. Right. So it's huge. And what they try and do is they try and sort of, you know, pay attention to current research and studies. And then if they're, you know, if there are things that are very clearly, um, changing, then they will eventually, but the research, you know, needs to show that this is actually a step in the right direction. Yeah. So they probably, that's probably Twitter actually, because <laughs> okay. um, that's the only thing that that's would make any sure. noise at this point. Um, so that's, so that's actually um, the only thing that, um, that, that, that makes changes in it. So it takes a long time, yeah. you know, and a lot of people, like hundreds of people get together to write it. People prefer that it would change less than it does because you have to re, you have to relearn an entire field. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's, it's, um, there's so much, so much can change in, in eight years just yeah. of discovery and just, and, and cultural attitudes. Right. Just think of where we were for gay marriage eight years ago. Totally. You know, totally. And this is one of the, you know, and this is, this is one of the things I did a, um, I did a presentation at a psychotherapy institute. 
And, you know, it was on sort of dealing with kink clients and dealing with them well, as opposed to sort of, you know, putting them in that box of, oh, hell, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. And she, you know, ah. and there's a lot of that, right? So a lot of therapists, when they're dealing with clients who come out as kinky, have this knee jerk reaction of, oh, Oh, so there's something wrong or, oh, that's the problem. Yeah. That's where the problem lies. Yeah. So instead of going, okay, you know, you have OCD, you know, and let's deal with that. They want to say, oh, well, you're kinky. So let's cure. And that's what they used to do with the entire gay population. Yeah. So whatever problem you went in with, right, it would be like, well, you're gay. That's your problem. Yeah. And they don't do that anymore, but yeah. they still do it with the kink community. Yeah. And that's why the small step is a good step. But people's minds haven't changed. Yeah. And that's the problem. You, do you think people, you said people's minds haven't changed. You, when you say people, you mean like the most clinical people. <laughs> or just most people in general? Yeah, I think, I think most people, you know, don't mind, you know, the sort of titillating woo yeah. of kink. But if you're a kinky person and they're not, I don't think that they, I, I don't think that we're at a place where people go, yeah, that's cool, whatever. It's so hard because <laughs> right? we're in such a bubble, you know, yes. I mean, a bubble being even take out the bubble of our, you know, the kink friends we have. Right. right. Just the New York bubble in itself is yes. an, another bubble. Yes. Uh, so yes. it's it's incredibly different you know, in our world. Everyone is, you know, has certain viewpoints of cer certain things. Like everyone's, of course, you're pro gay marriage, you know? of course. So, <laughs> right? Why is that even a question? So when you see, like, every now and again, I don't go on Facebook very often, but when I do, every now and again, I'll see someone mention something that's anti gay marriage. I'm like, how can you possibly, what? you know, where where is this at? You know, yes, and, and the answer really, inevitably right. is the Bible Belt. Right, right, of course, yeah. And so it's yeah. just like, oh my god, it's just bizarre. Yes, so. um there's, I know a lot of people who uh, are pros who are also going into psychology. Uh, yes. Uh, maybe, it, it, I mean, it seems like they go hand in hand. You know, they do. Well, the jobs themselves go hand yeah. in hand with psychology, obviously. Yeah, they really but do. Is there, have you, have you had to cut back on the pro work a little bit? Because yes. Of, yeah. <laughs> you, you seem kind of sad about that. You I'm seem, not happy about no. this. Mo there are, most of the reason is because graduate school sucks up your life. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Um, so the amount of time that I have is significantly less. And I think that probably in a year or so, I'm going to have to really consider what am I going to do with my public profile? Yeah. Um, because one of the things that I do have to consider is that I'm going to be working with the legal system yeah. in a way. Um, and I don't need a background check that says, Oh, and you were doing gray activity for how many years? Yeah. So I don't need to be questioned by, you know, a portion of the population who doesn't understand yeah. what I do. Yeah. You know, so and it's not, it, even though maybe they couldn't fire you over it, it's probably a question you don't want to answer and you don't want to I have don't the want to answer you know. it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I want this to be a thing where it doesn't matter. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah. It's not yet. And I'm dealing, you know, uh, and, and the people who are the most likely to turn their eye towards pro-domination are people within the legal system, yeah. you know, and that is something that I really have to consider. Yeah. And I have considered it and I don't have an answer yet yeah. because what I do now, I love. And what I'm going to do, I love. Yeah. <laughs> do you think you would, like, 
I mean, I, I have a feeling you probably wouldn't leave the scene. You, no. you just, you'd probably just have to leave the pro scene. And, and I still have clients that I cannot imagine. Right. I cannot imagine like not seeing them anymore, not sharing their lives with them. Would you like create an alternate personality then that someone wouldn't go like from winter? Now you're summer. Right. Or something. Right. Or how would you, how would would you handle that? I think that what I'll do is the people who I have clients I've been seeing for 11, 12 years straight. Yeah. Right. Those people are always welcome to be in touch with me. Yeah. They have my number. They have email. They have, they know how to reach me. And those people, and I've had a couple of them who were like, if you leave, I actually don't know how I'll do this. Yeah. You know, so there are people who come to me, not just, be, you know, not just with their fetish needs or their submission, but also come to me because I'm a person outside who they can say stuff to. Yeah. You sure. know, they can't say to their wife, oh, my God, I really just want you to step on me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trample me, bitch. Yeah. You know, they can't. They can't say that. Of course. And they can't talk about how it feels when when they're not having those things fulfilled. And I play this dual role in their life. And, you know, I've had a couple of them who are like, I don't even know what I would do. Yeah. I don't even want to be referred to someone else. Yeah. You know, and I made the mistake of telling one of my very long-term clients um, that there was another mistress that, you know, that I saw that he might be interested in seeing because he's very, because he is interested in trampling and, you know, crush stuff and not crush bugs, not right. him being crushed. Right. Um, and there was this mistress who was was big. She was very tall. Yeah. And I was like, you might like her. She has huge feet and she's very tall and she might be really fun for you. And he was like, how dare you suggest to me? <laughs> right. Devastated. Right. And I was like, no, 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 no. Right. I'm not getting rid of you. Yeah. So I do have that, that, you know, I think that those people will be with me until they can't. Sure. Um, or until I'm in a place where I just don't have the time yeah. anymore. Well, so I mean, obviously, there's, you know, because you've been in school for a while and people know about this, it's not going to be, it's not going to be a complete shock, right? Mm -mm. Um, No, and I'm really open about it. I mean, you know that, right? Yeah. I talk about school as much Mm -hmm. as I talk about domination. Yeah. Because those two things are the things that take up my time and, and and my passion. So since we... Other than the school, school, you know, your schoolwork has really ramped up since we last talked. Oh, my God, right? Uh, has, has there been anything else that has changed on your horizon? Like any, any, you know, like, oh my God, all of a sudden I've experienced X kind of play and. Huh. That's like, hmm. Thinking, thinking, thinking. Um, I, I've had interesting, um, I've had women come to me to be mentored that I was, um, that I, I was surprised yeah. because they're not like shiny newbies. Mm-hmm. So that's been really interesting. Um, and I'm not even sort of talking about, you know, like, you know, mentoring people, like who I'm mentoring because it doesn't really matter. Yeah. What matters to me is that these are people who feel like they have skills that they need to improve. I don't need to sort of broadcast that. Yeah. Right. Something that so- people <laughs> have talked about in, in reference to you is how, um, you are, you are very passionate about a certain set of activities and right. it's hard. It's in your, your level of enthusiasm is hard to fake is what I'm saying. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas there are people who are in the business who are in the business for a business, right? right? It's just like any other thing, right? right? Whereas if you go to someone who is, you know, 
your dentist and he's just like all right let's take care of this yeah, and then right, the other doctor's yeah. like oh you see that the <laughs> root oh man we got the drill you know. right or someone who really connects with you as opposed to someone who just doesn't really care they're right, just doing just a, the you're job just a, you're just a, a rent check exactly that, right, right exactly and um and several people have mentioned that your enthusiasm is one of the big don't get me wrong i'm sure there are people who uh have the alternate persona that are just as good at their craft of or whatever course. like that. Of course. But there's, um, you know, people have, uh, people have mentioned how just your enthusiasm alone has turned their heads to something that they wouldn't, you know, these are like other doms who are right. like, you know, I never considered X, Y, and Z until I heard right. winter talking about it. And, and that's like, Oh, that is kind of delicious. Like mouth soaping. Yeah. Who gets excited about mouth soaping now? Everybody Wait, gets excited. Mouth soaping? <laughs> yes. This is something that I love to do. It's terrible. It's horrifying. No one should do this to another person. So let me just guess. Because <laughs> I've is. had mouth. I've, I, As it, yeah. Ivory soap. Mm-hmm. And not ivory. Uh, lava soap. Lava. lava. <laughs> Evil. Evil. I had to hold like lava in my mm, mouth yeah. for saying something, some bad. I think I said bullshit or right. something, you know, when I was a kid. And this happens several times, and you never forget the taste of lava. Yeah, and it's rough, too. Not oh, that I remember yeah, no, it yeah, myself. Right. <laughs> but it feels same, bad on your tongue. Is this the same thing you're doing? No, that's that's a very nice thing to do. <laughs> okay. okay? Right. <laughs> what you experienced was the nicest right. possible form. I do deep, hard mouth soaping with rags until um, soap is running down my elbows. I got, and I'm shoving my hand down your throat. I'm playing with your, I mean, everything, right? right? I get all the way back to the back of the tongue as far as my hands get until you get a gag from my fingers, not even from the soap. And the soap makes you gag until your right. lips swell up, tongues swell up, that you can't eat for a day when I'm done with you. So is this it's a... delicious. <laughs> is this a punishment or is this something that people, hey, I, I've... Like, I'd like to ask for a mouth soaping people, and a cane. I have mouth soapers. Wow. It's a fetish. Man, I guess, you know what, it's a... See, you see why I'm here? I'm here for you, my friend. Mouth soaping. Mouth soaping. So So I do, and I do um, a good amount of it. Um, I do videos, you know what I mean? I do clips that are around mouth soaping that sound really well. Um, And I have a couple of guys who come in um, just for that kind of, well, there's there's a mindset around it, right? Like corner time, riding lines, mouth soaping. Mm -hmm. Those things go together. Right. So, um, yeah, so that's something that I really love. And then when I have someone who is visiting me, you know, like one of generally like someone who's doing an overnight or doing a very extended session, I will have my friends come in to watch the mouth soaping process and then they will leave mouth soaping aficionado, right? Like, it's like, I must do this because it's really fun, but it's really hard. It's a very hard punishment. So you have, well, first of all, I can imagine, like, this sounds like one of those things where <laughs> it sounds like if someone has, like, a heart defect, this would kick that in or something. Oh, right? God. <laughs> Doesn't it sound like it's, like, so... It's pretty invasive. Yeah. Well, for me, it's, I mean, I, I do it with people, um, the hard, hard mouth soaping, I have to know you. Well, well, at least I have to be in contact with you and understand that, that you really do want this. Because right. there are repercussions to this, like there are to any other hard play. And people don't really realize that, right? So they'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be mouthy and you can soak my mouth out. And I'm like, I don't think that you understand, <laughs> one, who you're talking to, and two, what's going to happen to your 
face. Right. So you're going to be wearing this on your face tomorrow. Right. Okay. <laughs> this, your underwear are not going to cover what I'm getting ready to do to you. So just like anything else, <laughs> there are nuances to it, right? Yes. Well, first of all, I can't wait for the... <laughs> there, there, someone's going to make a kink, kinkopedia. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to make a Wikipedia of kink, and, and it, it's going to say mouth soaping. And it'll say, like... Uh, Created by winter in the spring of <laughs> twelve or whatever. It's a yeah. No, it's 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 actually so, like a really. It is a fetish. So, I have one. Oh, go ahead. No, no. So my my question was is, uh, are there people who are like, oh yeah, she gives palm olive mouth soaping, or oh yeah, she's an Irish spring mouth soaper, or or is there people there who probably like probably are specific? forums? There probably are forums for that. Yeah. Um, wow. There are soaps that remind kids like people of being kids. Mm-hmm. And they will ask for those, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so I have in my dungeon, I'm going to say 15 bars of different kinds of soap. Um, and people will a lot. Ivory is a big one because I'm going to guess that ivory was used a lot back in the day yeah. when mouth soaping was a thing. That I'm I, probably parents would go to prison for that. Now mm-hmm. I'm assuming that that would be child abuse. Sure. I don't know, right. but. Um, you know, but people do have like, you know, this reminds me of being a kid. And so I think that there's a lot of that to mm-hmm. it, you know, working through something from childhood. But I think it's also that it's very visual. Yeah. Uh, I, one of my clients, um, he comes to me, he has a mistress um, who he lives with. And um, he's he's great with mouth soaping. Um, and she knows about me. I know about her. I visit yeah. with them. We're a family. Yeah. Right. But they live together. So when he comes out to visit me without her, I will carve her name into a bar of soap. And then I'm like, you're not done with this session until her name is gone. Right. Wow. <laughs> oh, right. You know how long it takes to get a soap carving clean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> His Man. face is like, like he can only drink through a straw when I'm your teeth and... <laughs> so, so it sounds like there are different stages to the mouth soaping. Yeah. Like so there is the bar of soap mm-hmm. and then you said your your entire hand gets covered in soap? I yeah, I I will um I use rags, I use washcloths, right? I will soap my hand up. If it's someone who I know and I know they're, you know, <laughs> that I'm that I'm okay touching inside yeah. their mouth. So they're yeah. like this is mostly with my personals. Yeah. Um but just soak my hand up and then get my fingers all the way down to the back of their throat. And it's horrifying. It's, it's horrifying. Like, it's, to- it's, to- it's, so it's totally it's horrifying. Horrible. And if you do it for a long time, you can get a little blood on the tongue. It's a brutal, th- that's yeah. so good. <laughs> so m- mouth soaping. Yes. What else? Is what there, else th- makes me really happy? Katie? No, but is there something else that maybe I've never heard? I'm sure there is, but. What that you mean something that I do a lot of, or, or something, something that I'm that's passionate? so unique that maybe I mean, I've never heard of mouth soaping, for example. Um, you don't have to answer now. Something maybe pops up in your. I don't even know. Um, well, this is the thing. It's like you know, I've been doing this for long enough that I don't really know what people don't know about. Right. So I mean, who hasn't heard of mouth soaping? You. Me. <laughs> I know about it. Right. I assume that everyone knows about it. Because you want to think about it. I think, <laughs> I, 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 when you said mouth soaping, I assumed it was the gentlest form. Oh God. And then you. Yes, because I'm winter, and I would always do things in the nicest possible way. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I would never push it to right. the extreme. I sat across um, at lunch one day from. 
one of my clients who I had done this with. And he came a long way to see me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he really wanted to do this mouth soaping. So we did it. And then he mouthed off again. And I was like, that's not a good idea. I said, this second mouth soaping is going to push you to a place that you don't understand. And he's like, dip, 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 right? like being a little smart ass. Right. So I'm like, you know what? I warned you. Fine. Grab him by the ear, drag him down the hallway, into the bathroom, onto his knees, soap his mouth up again. And it's a great session. He's really, really happy. Then we go out to lunch afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we're sitting at the table, his lips <laughs> are swelling. Oh, man. <laughs> to the point where the waiter, when he first came over and like took our drink order or whatever, um, he's like, blah, blah, blah. Me and a normal person sitting across from me. Right. And as the dinner continues, his lips are getting exponentially larger. Oh, man. Okay. He can't talk anymore. He can't open it. He can't get a fork in. Yeah. So it the becomes. This... Would Mr. Stephen Tyler like <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And I'm just, and I'm trying so hard to keep a straight face. And he's like, I feel really weird. (laughs) I'm like, I told you, I told you this was going to happen. The the other thing that strikes me is I imagine, I imagine like the first or second client you did this with, they're having, they're sitting, maybe they're sitting there with the bar in their mouth and they think, well, this isn't horrible. They're like, "This this isn't. The worst thing in the universe. And that's like, you're like, no, that's just the tip of the iceberg. We haven't even started yet. Right. This is the warm up. Right. I tell people to thank me if I only have them like hold the bar of soap. Yeah. Because that is the nicest thing I'm going to do for you. Um, and that's funny because like you'll get stuck in your teeth. So even when you so because people don't realize how hard, like they bite hard. Yeah. You bite really hard. This is why dentists are always like, don't bite me, don't bite. Yeah. Because you don't realize like how much power goes into a bite. Yeah. So they will get their teeth stuck in the soap, which I think is hilarious. And then I'm trying to like wedge it out and I'm opening up, right? Like trying to get their jaws open. And inevitably they will just have all of their teeth just covered in soap in between. Right. So it's just, yeah. So So, yeah, a passion. The next, (laughs) my next question is, so I guarantee there's someone who is uh, just getting into this, right? right? Just getting into kink. And maybe she's doing it pro, or maybe he's doing it pro, or maybe the person is just starting out, right? Right. And then they and then they hear how much fun Winter is having giving mouth soaping. <clears throat> right. And then they're like, I don't understand it. I don't get any repeat clients. I don't understand what's going on. Right. <laughs> uh, how do you tell the difference between someone who will have a mouth soaping or something like that, and afterwards go like, oh? What a great session, as opposed to someone who goes, I will never go back to that again, you know, because there are people who are like, ah, they're they're kinky. They're just that type of treatment is a total, right? Well, I mean, I I wouldn't, I would never mouth soap someone who wasn't okay with it. No, no. Yeah. I'm saying, right. So I'm I'm saying maybe not just the mouth soaping, but whatever activity, but but it's sort of a, a, a level of extremism or maybe a, uh, how do I put this? I mean, how do you how do you gauge? Like, I'll give you an example. Excuse me, I get a little choked up whenever I think about muscle. <laughs> so, like, different people have different different um, different styles to their submission, or just right. like in this case, right? Like, some people I have I have a female friend who is for her submission is being cared for and being desired, right? right. And then. Also, I have another female friend who's a submissive who's like, for her, she wants to be completely objectified and, you, and treated and like a... And humiliated, right, right. right. So, 
how do you tell? Maybe, I mean, sure, like you're not going to bring up, you're not going to just do mouth soaping. Right, right. You know, people don't just right. get branded. Right, right, right. right. People, <laughs> maybe that'll be the title of this episode. People you don't just get branded. Right. <laughs> yeah, you right. didn't say you didn't want to be branded. Right, right. You didn't mention it as a hard limit. <laughs> so I get to brand you. Right. You didn't say it was a hard limit. Right, exactly. So I'm going to so drive this bulldozer. You should have mentioned it. Right. Listen, you should have said driving a bulldozer over your ear was a limit. Or else it wouldn't have... You didn't say it. I've got right. a bulldozer. So yeah. how, do you fe- how, do you, how do you feel that out? How do you tell, oh, this person uh, re- is clearly a person who their motivation is more about this style or th- their motivation is this. Or this person is a, maybe they're not a mouth soaping type of person now. But they, but might they be, probably will be. Right, they probably I will have, be. Well, interestingly, so I have someone who um, came to me. He did his very first session with me ever recently. And that's kind of unusual because most people don't do their very first sessions with me um, because <laughs> because they come across as being so gentle and kind. Um, <laughs> that, yeah, so I usually get seasoned players mm. who come to me. But this was his very first session. And he came to me with this, um, kind of wanted to be humiliated, kind of, and some bondage. And that was really all he could give me. So during the course of our first session, bondage, and then a lot of talking, and then I just, I, I get, I'm very close physically, you know what I mean? Like in terms of distance, mm-hmm. I'm not an across the room dom. I'm in your, I'm in your space. Because it's very disorienting to have someone who doesn't respect your personal space. Mm-hmm. And I find that to be, you know, very powerful. Yeah. You know, as soon as you step across that boundary that anybody else would step across, you're challenging. Yeah. Right? You challenge this. So, uh, so, you know, I tied him down and I was very close to him and talking to him sort of quietly um, and close to his face and watching just really paying attention to what words made his eyes change. Mm-hmm. So, can you give me like an example of like what what are the flag words you're using to kind of identify? Well, or is it it's, just, I mean, I mean, to... it is it is very it's different with every person. Yeah. There was just something about the way he interacted with me um, that I took it in a way that I never take mm-hmm. things right. So. Um, he, he said humiliation. And so, you know, and, and I'm very, very, very good with humiliation. So I sort of, you know, put him down a little bit and, you know, did a little role play with him. Not because I like role play, because I thought this would be easier for him to express why he's there mm-hmm. because he couldn't find the words for it. Yeah. He, and you can't always, yeah. and especially if you're new, it's like, I don't know what I want. Yeah. I want something to happen, but I don't know what that is. Yeah. So, um, so I was like, well, why don't we do a little role play? And it wasn't really a role play. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, but it gave him a way to say things yeah. to me without him saying them. Yeah. And I ended up taking this session from a little bondage and humiliation into like this full on cuckold thing. Mm-hmm. He didn't even know this was a thing. Yeah. You know, he didn't even know that word. Yeah. But he knew that he wanted to be humiliated and he's, you know, kind of emasculated and he didn't know that this was a thing so he couldn't have asked for it he couldn't have but as i talked to him i recognized that there were things that i was saying like you're not worth and you know like you're you're in my you know you're not even worthy to be in a room with me and you know you're not you know so i'm like you know so i'm going to pretend to be your wife and you know you have never treated me the way i deserve to be treated and all of a sudden i saw him go oh 
I really haven't. Yeah. And it became sort of real to him, you know, in this way of like, this is a way for him to get at something he didn't really recognize. Yeah. So this went from us, from me tying him up and calling him names in his head to five or six sessions later, me tying him up, leaving the room, you know, like having my lover in the other room and making him listen to us. So this has become, this is a huge juxtaposition. Yeah. Yeah. How did I take him there? And I'm just, the only thing I can think of is because I really watched him. Okay, really pay attention. I don't session with music, right? I think I told you that. But I don't ever put music on in session because I miss this. Right. That sound can say a lot mm-hmm. when you don't have a word. I, I've heard, <laughs> I've heard people, well, for, for, a quick follow up to that is that when someone messages you and you've never, you've, they're first time client for you and someone says, um, you know, I've, you're, you're the first time I've, I've never gotten sessioned anywhere right. as opposed to someone saying, yep, I've got all these references. I've been doing this for 20 years. Right. And, um, obviously you have a reaction, a different reaction per, right? Is it more, what do you get? Is there no difference in excitement? Just different kind or different kind. Yeah. So you don't, you don't, you don't like, Oh, complete newbie. Now I have. No, to. I like newbies. Yeah. They're just afraid of me as yeah. they should be. <laughs> right. I mean, if you've done your research on me, right. And if you've read the reviews and things that I've done, they're not nice. I make people jerk off with sandpaper and salt. Yeah. Okay. Right. And I can get some, What do you call it? Salting? Huh? Sanding? And I just call it a nice hard laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and I do. And though, you know, and I had one person where, I mean, I really make him jerk off with sandpaper and I salt it and then, and it hurts. And he has, and he's the person who has a really hard time coming. Um, so it takes forever. So it's just an awful thing to do to a person and I don't care. Um, and then he's like, Mistress, I'm getting really thirsty. So I'll make him hold out his hand that's filled with sand and salt and I'll put some water in it and I'll be like, there, drink it. Yeah. So now he's drinking sand. Right. 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 So, Why am I even talking about that? It just makes me hot. <laughs> so for you, it doesn't matter. I mean, and he's a seasoned player, yeah. right? So, so, but, but anyone who, you know, people who read my reviews know that I, that I am an advanced player, but I really love newbies. I really like being the first person because I feel like I can be formative. I can create something for them that doesn't exist. Yeah. And that's, a, that's a big gift for me. When you were describing it, uh, I don't know who I interviewed. Someone I interviewed in the past said when you're f- playing with someone for the first time, especially if that, if it's that person's first or, you know, real time playing. When I say real time playing, it's their first, you know, yeah. official scene. It's not right. something they stumbled into with the lovers. Right. It's very similar to whenever you see in the movie someone cracking a safe, they've got the, you know, they've got the stethoscope up to the safe. They're very listening very carefully. They're turning the dial very carefully Slowly, to listen for that yeah. tumbler to click, you know. Yeah. And that's kind of the vibe I get. Is yeah. that you have to be so aware of everything that's going on. And I pay really, really close attention. Yeah. And I let them see me, like really see me, you know, um, unless someone is into like, f- you know, like really being sort of, you know, objectified, taken out of the room, hooded, masked, blindfold, all the things. Yeah. Unless someone asks me for that, I let people watch me. Right. Because then I get to watch them. Yeah. So I will, you know, so it's like, this is a gift to you that you get to watch me perform my craft. But it's, it's, it's a tool for me that I never miss where their eyes are. Mm. And I'm very good at find, like noticing when people go away. And this will happen because people do use BDSM um, as a stress reliever, like a lot of people do. But that means that they're coming to you in a very stressful time. Yeah. And they can, you can see when that other thing will cross. Yeah. 
right? So he'll be with me. And then all of a sudden, I'll see his eyes change. And if he's blindfolded, I don't see that happen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I can't see that he just thought, oh, God, taxes. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> right. right. But, if he's, but if he's looking at me, I can be like, now, back. Yeah. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Stop it. You have your whole life to think about this thing. You have, you know, two hours to be in this room with me. Doing the thing that you want to do, right? Doing the only thing that really makes you happy. Right. Let the other stuff go. But yeah, so that's, but see, but I'm really good with that with new people, but they're just afraid of me. Oh. And, <laughs> and so, and, and it's very difficult because if I, if I, if I didn't know you right. and someone came to me and said, Hey, you, uh, you know, should I go to this person? I'd say, you might want to go, you know, because I don't know you, right? But right. Obviously, someone listening to this, you know, like, oh, okay, she's cruel and trustworthy, right? right. <laughs> um, but that's, not, I mean, that's that's not something that initially, if you're, especially if you're new and you're nervous about your first time doing it, you know. Um, someone emailed uh, a question here. Okay. Actually, it's just more of a statement. Um, but there were some things in here that got interesting. Uh, she's just so much fun. Just wish I'd thought to suggest her. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. But some women get pigeonholed, I think, as their reputation grows and develops. Ms. Winter is quite skilled and very creative with bondage, too. She wrote about it in All Star Downs not too long ago. Uh, the question, he made it sound like you're very good at bondage, but you're more noted for your caning and your other yeah. things. Is that something that you find is a detriment? That like people are like, hey, wait a minute, I'm really good at bondage, too, but everyone's so focused on these extreme things. <clears throat> well- they, they don't. They don't think you do bondage. Yeah, is that what it is? Yeah, I think. I think there's a lot of that, and I also think, like for me, there are people who are shibari experts, right? They are rigors extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. I'm very good at bondage. I am not a rigor extraordinaire. Right. So for me to brag about my bondage, I feel like for me to brag about a skill, I have to be the best at it. I'm very good with bondage. I am. You know, I know people who are better. And because of that, I tend to not really speak about it. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like I don't talk in school about getting a B. Right, right, sure. Right, I talk about my A game. I'm really good at a lot of things, and this is the thing people don't know. Um, I, I think I probably know who that was who asked that question. And we have done extreme twelve hours of really intense bondage, and it's beautiful and it's mind warping but because there are other mistresses who devote their lives to bondage their bondage tops right i i don't talk about it as much because i don't want to be compared to someone i can't compare with if that makes any sense right but if, if someone you know, is especially I'm, if someone is uh, enjoys bondage and it's not their huge no. thing mm-hmm. right uh then I mean that that's sort that's sort of the thing is that they they get a really good experience with you, of course. But because you don't, I'm I'm saying cut yourself some more slack is all I'm saying. Oh no no, and and I do, and I put pictures up of my bondage. You know, like I, um, someone did a plaster casting not very long ago, and I put up a, you know like a picture of the beginning yeah. of me body casting them, right. and I'll put up some rope and stuff like that. But I you know it's like it's like I would never want to try and you know take the shine away from someone who spent their life devoted yeah. to learning this art. I'm I'm good at it because I do a lot. You're of You're respecting it. the skill, that right? They have. Right, right. So that's really that. I, I think that's where that is. But I can't think of very many things at all that. And this and and here I will toot my own horn. I can't really think of anything that I'm not really good at. That's great. 
I should be. <laughs> right. right. This is this is what I do. Yeah, yeah. And I've taught and I have learned. And I'm never done learning. So yeah, I'm really fucking good at what I do. And I guarantee that there's someone out there, you know, it'd be a group of doms talking or something like that. And someone's like, yeah, what about mouth soaping? And half of them would go, what? And you'd be like, aha, I got this one. <laughs> well, but I'm very good with the cane. You know, I'm very good with the cane. You're sort of like I'm, known uh, yes, for your caning. Because you know? I adore it. Yeah. Because it makes me weak. Because you you have like a gazillion canes. <laughs> I have so many. I have, I have at least three. Do you, na- do you name them? Do you name them? I do not. You do not. I okay. think it's yummy one through 42. <laughs> <laughs> For you, it's like a golf game. Like, it's just, oh, you're gonna be, it's gonna be a nine iron on that. Yeah, it's just so delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, some some Twitter questions here. Yes. Uh, where do you do, draw the line with clients regarding with clients' requests for high protocol? For example, capitalization, uh, uh, meaning when they yeah, I know exactly. Sure, you know, uh, honorifics. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I do <laughs> regular communi- with regular communications? That is. You, okay. Is there a line you draw like you? I hear. Okay, here's my line. Really. Really, ladies, get the fuck over yourselves. Okay, and I know people aren't going to want to hear that. Okay, here's the deal. You choose your title. People should respect you. They should call you by the title you choose. Do not call me goddess. Because I'm... Ugh, all right? right. I'm, I'm mistress, and I'm good with that. I chose that. Yeah. Some people hate it, right? They think it's a scandal. Oh, why would you call yourself a mistress, a woman on the side? And that's not what it means. Right. It's mistress of the house. Yeah. Mistress of the... You know, it's 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 a title of power, as is master, right? Yeah. It's, it's a powerful thing. Some people don't like it. That's fine. Here's... Okay. Here's a pet peeve. Do you really have to capitalize the Y in your, do you? Do you think you're so fucking important that you can't just be a you, you have to be a you? Really? Right. Okay, this makes me want to punch people everywhere. And when I see the fucking Y slash Y, M slash M, oh, you can't, I I have unfollowed people for this sin. (laughs) That's how I feel about it. And here's the deal. I've been doing this for a fucking long time. And if somebody deserves that kind of respect, it's me. And I don't have those stupid little... The weird thing is... Breathing. Hang on, hang on. Okay. The weird thing is, so, (laughs) if you're you're a submissive guy, right, and you get, you, you, and this gets brought up to you... Right. And so, you think... I'm fine now, by the way. (laughs) Right, right. But... But it's a real question for me. You think that, oh, this is how you're supposed to talk to them, right? Oh. And so if you don't, you might you risk offending them. And if you do, you risk offending them. Okay, well, here's my thing. All right. If you do, if you write to me as a submissive and you do the why, why thing, I get it. Somebody probably told you that that's what you have to do. Yeah. If I write back to you and I don't do it back, knock it off. Yeah. I'm not impressed. Yeah. It's very sycophantic to me. Yeah. Oh, I'm so small. I'm so unworthy. (laughs) You're so capitalized. I'm so little. So this is, right? So this is how I feel. So if I don't yo back at you, fucking knock it off. Okay. And if, and if someone is so, in my mind, you know, you're a dominant. You don't have to capitalize the Y to prove your dominance. Exactly. Right? And because I put a little Y on you, doesn't mean you don't matter. Right. Um, What is the play that you love dearly but do the least often? Something that you just don't... don't Something I don't get to do? That is Is there anything that you're like, man, I haven't... uh, Branded. Yeah. I never get to brand people. There you go. You know why? Because it doesn't go away. (laughs) Yeah. Do it. Yeah, That'll so do it. that is an issue, yes. <laughs> do you have a somewhat non-king question? What is the scariest horror film ever? 
Ah, he's such a good boy. Um, I, okay, that's, there's so many different kinds of horror films. See, and the reason that this question is asked of me is that the things that I talk about publicly are school, BDSM, and horror movies. Because these are the things that I love the most. I think that the movie that, that in theory scares me the most is The Exorcist because I saw it when I was young. Okay, so there are scenes that I know yeah. that I will never be able to get out of my head. Yeah. Like, I can't get rid of them. Um, and possession to me is much more frightening than a serial killer, because a serial killer, it's done. Yeah. Right? Somebody, you get possessed, you're fucking yes, possessed. Rude. Right? That's it. Uh, I would also say Spice World was pretty scary. Pretty scary. <laughs> uh, Indeed. What is your favorite meal to cook? <laughs> I love cooking. I'm a huge cook. I love cooking. Um, my very favorite meal, shoot. You know, I'm torn, right? So I really like, um, I really like sort of braising. So I don't know if there's an exact meal, but I like the process. I love the process of cooking. I love the process. I'm not a good baker. Right. I've learned to bake, but I'm not an intrinsic baker because it's very specific. And if you fuck this up, you have nothing. Yeah. Okay. So, but oh shit, that was salt instead of sugar. There's no fix for that. Right. Right. right? Or, or suddenly you have pudding instead of pie. Yeah. Right. When you're cooking, you have this, you know, you can do what you want. You can add a little, you know, what would really go nicely in there? I don't know why I think this. I just do. And I'm always, so I have palate. Palate tends to lends itself to cooking. Yeah. But I like braising. I like things that take all day. You know what I mean? That are just very slow. And then there's this build up to it. Like it's, it's like a food gasm. It's not fast. It just goes up and better and better. And, yeah. this, and it's all day of like going, it smells so damn good. And you just, yeah. And then, so, then there's a big payoff, right? And there's Obviously. a huge payoff of, you know, food, right. which is nice. And many of my friends who are not stupid, when they know that I'm cooking, will find their way accidentally towards my apartment. Um, so right. if you can, so I've had I've, I've, many people have told me about <sighs> like, well, where were you last night? I asked you a question about X, Y, and Z. I'm like, oh, Winter had the yeah. huge meal. <laughs> Cafe Winter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you thought of a cookbook? No, Winter's absolutely not. Cookbook. No, I have not. Well, something to think about. I will think about that after I get this degree, and because yeah. I have you things. Do an e-book. You could do an ebook. I pictures, can. Yeah. I, you know what? I maybe I should do that. Yeah. Maybe I should do that. I can support my I can support my college career through domination in cooking. <laughs> this is what I do anyway, right? Yes, I just. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you so much for coming back a second oh, time. Actually, so this nice is the third be time here. you've been on. So I it's know. Been great. It's amazing. And uh, if the podcast is around a year from now, hopefully yes, we'll do it again. So. Yes, please. Thank you again. So much fun. Thank you. Thanks to everyone on Twitter. Thank you, Winter. And uh, thank you again for listening. Uh, we'll we'll back, be back with new episodes in a couple months. Meanwhile, reruns. We'll talk to you later. Bye bye.